Welcome to another Funky Friday at Five. I am your host, Mitch Hampton, and this is Journey of an Esthete. My producer just uh, contacted me and said everything sounds good. I have a new computer. And so this show, in a way, inaugurates um, a little bit of change in technology, a little more, a little more um, shall we say, updated, upgraded, as they would say. And um, the one I had ser served me very well for... Well, I got that in 2012. So it's a Mac for 2012 to 2022. So retired it, and we're we're in a new new era. And um, I uh, should I should make a note, a few notes of housekeeping, as they say these days, the ter terminology. Um, tomorrow, if you happen to be in North Carolina, and if you happen to be in the town of Weaverville or driving by Weaverville. Myself and Zach Page, the bassist, are going to do a duo in the morning of all times. And that's on Main Street in, um, near Rodney's Auto. And it's, it's actually, I should, I should really make a plug because uh, Rob Magnum Pottery and Beth and Rob have had that incredible business for so many years. And they're celebrating, I think it's their 25th anniversary. And they've been doing this, you know, Art in Autumn now for well, for 25 years, right? And so I, I've been doing it every year and coming and playing my stuff. And, and I'm happy, always happy to be there. And a great crowd comes and people really appreciate the music. And enough about that. That's in one little corner of the world, of the U.S. And this show um, is for, every, for the whole world or anybody that can tune in. Um, our guest, unfortunately, uh, this is kind of a little bit, a little bit, a, uh, uh, um, Unwelcome news. I uh, had to cancel because of um, uh, some health problems, illness, um, and uh, it's not it's not COVID, but it's um, I don't think, and it's uh, it's just uh, these things happen, and um, and so I wish her a very speedy recovery. Uh, she's in Los Angeles, and I'm here. And you know, one of the great things about being online, of course, is that you know. Um, Interestingly enough, you could talk to people all over the world. You know, I talked to uh, Shmudi Shankar, who's in India. I hope she's doing well. She is doing well. I think her, I saw some posts from her. She's having some family celebrations. And also, too, of course, um, you know, I've talked to people in the States and, and whatnot. But anyhow, this is a, be a, a coastal, you know, West Coast, Los Angeles, um, Southeast. But it doesn't really matter if any one of you want to talk to me now. If somebody cancels on me and you want to pit, you know, pitch in and come in, I'll I'll try to keep up with you if I can. Um, I'm gonna go over to this chair. Um, I don't really quite know how to proceed, um, be, not because of uh, Darcy's Darcy Leonard's cancellation, um, actually, but because um, I have have so many projects I'm working on and so many things that um, I want to talk about that I really can't do it all. Certainly not in this show. So I have to pick and choose, you know, and so, and that's why I consider editing one of the most important parts of actually artistic creation. Um, some great films, as we know, are actually made in the editing room or certain directors do that. Certainly not all. Um, speaking of directors, uh, well, yes, of course. Um, I'm going to um, I'm going to uh, talk a little bit about um, 
book, there's, well, there's a lot of projects coming out. Um, off the top of my head, I think I'm going to be talking to Todd Berlin, Berliner, who wrote a great book on 70s movies. Um, you know, the way, that our, the way that our podcast works is that we schedule everything ahead of time. So um, I'm going to do a book lunch. And the book lunch, the novel I chose for this book lunch is um, a canonical, new canonical, classic, comma, contemporary novel by Don DeLillo called White Noise that was written or published in 1985. White Noise is soon going to be a big, big movie. It's just been released, uh, or was it con and it's coming to Netflix and the theater New Year, New You with uh, Adam Driver and the people he likes to work with a lot, Greta Gerwig and Adam and Driver and some other people. And I, the preview looks fantastic for this film. I mean, visually fantastic. I mean, just, just, I mean, I wish Noah Baumbach always made movies like this. It's not his style typically. He's got to be Mr. Natural, right? So he does, but it's great to see him do, you know, use color and do stylization. It looks fantastic. Um, but it's very different to me than this novel in a way. The novel's written many years ago. Um, I think that um, that's gonna that's gonna be. I'm gonna do that within a month. Next month uh, in October, um, Anna Shapiro is the guest. Uh, a tarot reader in November is Tanya. Love Buddha is her name. If you go to her YouTube page, you can see that she does readings, and she's a guest. In November, and we just released Frank Lemondella, who is a person who does a lot of different things. He's uh, he's had a career as a designer of, of uh, accessories and bags, and even done, you know, uh, uh, illustration of fashion. And then he ends up being a master chef, a baker, um, doing being on the Food Network, making special special. Uh, culinary uh, concoctions for QVC and the Food Network. And so he does many things. Talking to him was really, really exciting and that's available now. And, and so enough about all that. I wanna talk about um, back to, uh, back to uh, film. So I think, um, I think that, um, you know, Jean, uh, so Jean-Luc Godard, um, was pro so I'm trying to I'm trying to get a sense uh, of well he you know already there's all these uh, eulogies and and tributes coming in from basically everybody in film and what's really interesting is that I have a everybody has a particular relationship to an artist or artists plural right and so um, I saw the movie Weekend. I should say weekend, but I'm going to say weekend uh, from 1967 at a, at a little theater, a little big theater called the Tampa Theater in 1979, which would have made me about 12. I don't think I'd seen a Godard film before. And it really um, was so, uh, um, I don't know what word to use. It was just, it, it was just, I mean, it, it was one of the films that actually uh, kind of overhauled my my whole psyche, and um, and I watched it many times after that when I could. Now, 
this was in a period of time in my life where every time I wanted to watch something, it was in a theater. Wasn't really on VHS. Wasn't on a disc. It was just like in theaters, but partially because I like going to theaters. Partially I was because I was fortunate to be living in places, not so much Tampa, but you know, Boston and New York were, there were 20 theaters showing older material all the time. So it's kind of like an education, right? And so um, Godard's film, Hail Mary, which was condemned by the Catholic church was playing at a, one of the great movie theaters in Boston called the Orson Welles theater. And when it was, at the Orson Welles Theater in 1985, some, an arsonist burned the theater down. And there's a lot of stories, whether it was a, 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 you know, a, a religious fanatic that did so. Um, and I actually went to see, I had been there two days earlier, you know, and then I read in the paper, the theater I was just in watching Godard's Hail Mary uh, was burned to the ground. Um, but I don't know the full story behind that, about, behind that, you know, maybe, maybe it was a genuine accident. You know, there's these stories, I don't know. Um, but I've seen everything. Uh, I think everything that he made, which is like 70 movies or something. It's a lot of movies. And I know I talk on here a lot about like Eric Romer and Jacques Rivette, who are the same pure, same era. And they're very different than Godard, although friendly with him. And there's just, you know, um, and I didn't really know what to do. I have a clip set up. I can play a clip or I can um, uh, just talk like I am now about it. Um, I think, you know, one of the interesting things uh, about him is that he, he approached uh, making a movie as um, a kind of an opportunity to sort of make something artistic that could be like paint and sculpture and a figure and an illustration and a line and a text like a book or an essay rather than what we think of as a movie. And so there'll be all these, 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 these interjections and titles and things. And, and there's a philosophic very, and I think he might have been the first person to really do that. I think and, and do it as humorously as he did it, but also as, as um, you know, he's, he's French, very unique. And I don't, I don't really, you know, and so I've been, you know, I've been following his films and now he's gone and, 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 and you know, it's, it's partly uh, generational. I mean, people in their eighties are uh, an older age than people in their thirties or twenties, I think, I think that's how it works. And so, um, you know, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, all I could say. In a completely unrelated field of music, uh, Ramsey Lewis also passed uh, a couple days ago. And he's somebody who I met many times, who I grew up listening to. And moreover, I think he may have been the first jazz pianist I ever listened to. That means before Bill Evans, that means before Herbie Hancock, that means before McCoy Tyner. So I must have listened to him when I was like a toddler very early. And I think it's because a lot of people had his hit records and that would have been, you know, the sixties. And he, and there's, I want to tell a story about that because I was, I was listening to Ramsey Lewis, you know, because when I was a little kid, I didn't have an instrument, a musical instrument. I didn't have access to a musical instrument. And so when you want to play a musical instrument, you don't know how, but you have records 
and you, you know, really love music. This is something that just, it's music. I was just crazy about all kinds of music. And I was crazy about Ramsey Lewis, you know, and there was this little album called Potluck. And I think it was like the Red Holt and LD on that trio from the middle 60s. And he, he, he was doing covers of songs like I Gave My Love a Cherry and Lock Lawman and these kinds of things. And it was really, uh, I was listening to him over and over again and really feeling it right here. It's in the heart and the soul and the grit. And the really incredible experience that I had wasn't so much first seeing Ramsey Lewis when he came to our high school in Interlochen Arts Academy, because in the 80s he would do, yearly he would come to Interlochen and we would play with the big band. That was of course a real treat, um, but it was actually a total stranger. I was at the Tampa Bay Center Mall and I think I was about eight or nine and I was with my dad at the mall and there was like a little keyboard um, set up in the um, outside of, I think of a pizzeria, something like that. And I, I just remember it's very strange and I didn't really, I heard this kind of music coming from the distance and I, and I said, I was bothering my dad, you know, anytime there's music, I want to go to the music. It's like, I want to know where that music is. I hear some music and it was just kind of, and I didn't really, it was like a little keyboard and it was like, um, um, Kind of a gospel, something like that. And um, I had heard music like that on record, but I'd never been to that kind of church at that time or ha hadn't had the opportunity, right? So, and I, where is that music coming from? And why in the mall is someone playing like that? And there was a there was a kid, you know, playing like he had an organ here and he had a piano here and he was just playing. And you know, I'm a child and I'm standing by him watching this kid play this way. And he told me, you know, I, I, you know, he, 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 he was older than me and I, and I, and I was very respectful and he, he finished his song. And I said, you know that I said, you sound like that Ramsey Lewis record. And he said to me, that's how I learned to play is Ramsey Lewis. And I also playing in this, in the church as Ramsey Lewis played in the church in Chicago. And I thought, wow, meaning this, strange kid who was a young really young musician but i didn't yet have an instrument didn't have a p upright piano didn't um and all these memories came flooding back when ramsey lewis passed sort of growing up with his records and the fact that he he uh was um completely fearless about embracing I'm trying to find the right words. He was fearless about embracing not just the soul, of course, the soulfulness, but embracing just ordinary uh, emotion, which is something that I'm very interested in in what I do is kind of embracing what I would say or, or um, I don't know if common is the word, but something kind of a, he was he had a popular touch and he, he was not uh, afraid of that. It reminds me of this um, um well, it reminds me of this, this interview with Burt Bacharach and Burt Bacharach was talking about studying with Darius Mio in the 50, it would have been in the early 50s for him or 49. Because before he went to the Brill Building, before he was Burt Bacharach, right? And he said he brought in a composition 
to, uh, to Darius Mio, Mio who, who had also taught Dave Bubeck and, and different people. And he said, you know, this, this piece I wrote was, a, was a, everybody was writing very, you know, 12 tone music, you know, serial music and things like that. And um, Bert Backrack brought something in as a, he must've been 18, 17, something like that. You know, Mills College, was it? Some, one of those California. And he brought in, and he was already Bert Backrack. He was so he probably brought in something like this. He's like a, he was ashamed to show it to Darius Mio, professor, because I think he brought in like something. Something you know, something Bert, Bert like. Yeah, right, Bert. Um, and you know, he was he, he thought this teacher's gonna. I'm writing this kind of music. This, you know, well, there, there is said said to Bert Becker. He said he said he said, um, and this may be a paraphrase. He said, never when you when you write any music. He said, never be afraid to write something that feels good and it's from your heart and that communicates something to somebody else. Never, and, and he actually said, go ahead and write that if that's what comes to you. Don't, don't run from it, run towards it, right? So that's interesting. And of course, that's his style. It's so interesting because that's, um, that's the polar opposite of something like, Gadar, who's so severe. See that, and, and our show, um, I want everybody to have a place at the table. You know, it's it, it you know, and kind and so um, enough talking. I'm going to show you this little um, this little scene. This is from Weekend. It's a very famous scene in cinema. This is like famous, like the opening of Touch of Evil's famous, or 2001: Space Odyssey. It's like one of the, but it's um, and I don't know. Is is the um, not bad. I mean, it's and the context is that you know again this movie doesn't really have what you would call a plot, and they're trying to go to the countryside. This couple in France, and it's an, it's completely hallucinatory and 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 ter terrifying. And this is kind of what you what you have here. It's kind of acerbic humor, and you know. So. Hmm. 
So you should, if you haven't seen it, you should watch the full movie to see where that goes. Um, it actually goes to a place really horrifying. And from the point of view of 1967, I think taboo shattering, I think in terms of, of, its, of its violence. And, but there's humor in it and kind of, so sometimes an artist like Godard has a lot of emotions about commercialism and cars and pollution and the silliness and the vanity and the stupidity of the human race and puts that in a film in a very, almost very on the nose actually that scene. It's very clear, it's, 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 it's a criticism and a satire. And that there's a really is a deep place for that in art. And it's important. I, I think it's a mistake though, if a culture only creates that kind of art or if a culture thinks that that's more important and more than something that's more, more like the music I play, that's a little uh, more gentle. I think there's room for all of it. And now the whole point of my podcast is again, have everybody at the table. People do this kind of film, people do that kind of film, make this kind of music. I mean, this kid I met came out of a church and he was into that music of his people and playing on a piano in Oregon and he came out of nowhere and I was in this mall and it was just like the music I was listening to. You know, it was like, it was on the record and now it was somebody who wasn't famous. He was a boy, it was a boy learning to play that way. And now I'm, I'm practicing every day playing music. So it's the chain, it's interesting. It's like the chain of, um, of um, connections and the chain of, you know, uh, what connects, you know, one artist to another person or what inspires you and then, and then what you love. So I'm gonna play uh, one more um, clip and this is uh, Ramsey Lewis playing the blues, which, he was the best at actually. Um, I don't think anybody played the blues really as well as him. I mean, t I mean, he, he had few, he had few peer, peers. Let me put it to you that way. Um, and this is in this. I should say this is from 1980, and so it might as well be 79 or 78, you know, because it's 1980. I mean, it's like it's just you'll you'll hear, but it is fantastic. And it's a... Uh...
Um, that's, um, that's Ramsey Lewis. Um, you know, it occurs to me that that's actually a lot like that card traffic jam scene from weekend. It's kind of, it's kind of durational. It's, it's sort of like, um, and not, not in the sense of, of, of content, but in the sense of, um, that, that it's about, it's about here, right here, right now in that moment. Um, it's interesting, right? Um, um, it's really interesting to me. Anyhow, I hope that uh, you got something out of that. Um, so I'm going to end in a couple minutes. Um, I'm going to wrap up here and, and say hi to my producer, Laurie, um, and thank her for reminding me about these important shows. And schedules and, and, and check out Frank Lamandella. And um, I am going to do that white noise book lunch. I don't know which lunch it's going to be, which, which noon. But um, I think that, um, you know, hopefully you'll tune in. So sorry, Darcy couldn't make it, but I provide you for, with some entertainment, hopefully, and edification and and something to think about and talking off the top of my head. Ah, one more thing. I think I'll wait till next time. Leave, leave people, you have to leave people well, wanting more, right? I think that's kind of the, the kind of um, the, one of the rules, right? Thank you very much and have a safe weekend, a good weekend. And uh, enlightening weekend even if you can. Thank you.